teens, ghouls. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetters of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. Hi, Mike. I'm Dr. Jeremy. Oh, you're a doctor now. I'm a mad doctor. Okay, I was about to say, I didn't get a doctorate, but I'm still mad. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's enough of that. How you doing, bro? (laughs) I'm doing good. Nothing. Just just good. That's like, hey kids, how was school? Good. Oh, okay, excellent, cool. Uh, I guess you're going to your room. Nice. Did you learn stuff? Yep. Uh-huh. What was it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> well, you didn't I, I learn then. That's the opposite of learning. You have to you have to retain I mean, did, the information. I mean, did, did we learn and retain? Yeah, of course. Just not what okay. they wanted us to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did more learning outside of school than I did within those walls. But anyway. Uh, we're, that's, we're, that's 100% true. <laughs> we digress. So... Yeah, what is this? This is episode 101? Maybe. So we're going I feel in, like I lost count. We're going into science 101. We're talking mad scientists. So we scoured through all of those crazy, wacky doctors and scientists and creature makers. Creature makers. There was this game that they had at the library when we were like kids. Like it was like Apple 2GS, like wicked old. And it, it was Monster Maker. Yes. And you, you had all these chemicals and like different like ingredients. And depending on what, like, you know, you can only pick three or, or, you know, a certain amount of ingredients and it would create a monster. And then you'd have to learn which ingredient did which cool thing so you could create like the ultimate monster. That was a fun ass game. That was a good video game. That is, that was <gasps> fun. I remember the good old Apple 2GS. Yeah. Like, Graphics were not great, but I mean, you, you didn't really need. I mean, for the time, yeah, it was cool. I think it was called Monster Maker. I'll have to look that up later. But yeah, so we picked ten of our favorite mad scientists, and here we go. Top ten. So we're gonna start off. I wasn't quite sure if this would count, but after some due research, I decided that it counts. Okay. And it helps that the soundtrack is awesome. So. <laughs> that always is a nice cherry on top. My number 10, I'm going to go with 1998's Disturbing Behavior, Ooh. Dr. Caldecott. Oh, yes, okay. It took me a second. I'm like, wait, the, the kid that made drugs who, I mean, Jenna did call him a sexy scientist. But that, that was, was the, the faculty. That was the faculty. That was Josh, the faculty, Josh yes. Harnett, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So Dr. Caldecott, he made this this speech where it says, you know, 19 years ago, my wife Mary gave birth to an eight-pound, nine-ounce baby girl, and at that's the moment a big of birth, baby. that is a big baby. At the moment of birth, I got to touch every inch of her. She had ten fingers, ten toes, and she was perfect. And I solemn vowed from that day forward that she would always be perfect. But the world we live in doesn't cherish perfection. And by that time, she reached her teens. My daughter was out of control, and I felt well. You know how it felt. I felt helpless, and that's when I was inspired to develop this program. This program is called the Blue Ribbons. So essentially, he takes the students of Cradle Bay High School and turns them from asshole teenagers to perfect 
like Pleasantville type people. It's like the Stepford children. Yes. Steve Clark is a new student that uh, was that James Marsden? I yes. Think it was. Oh my! Can we just say that he is not in enough movies? No. Yeah, uh, we've been recently watching him on the series Dead to Me. He's oh, my wife so loves that show. Funny, he, like not just funny, but he's a great actor as well. As it's the one with Christina Applegate, right? Yes. Yeah. No, my, I know my wife loves that show. I haven't seen it. You should watch it. It's it's good. Uh, new to the school, befriends Gavin Strick, UV, and Rachel Katie Holmes, who looks. Great in this movie. Uh, he did the okay sign, like he's a a seventy year old man. Just just so everyone at home can can see, she looks okay hand. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 essentially yeah, Stepford children trying to turn trying to get those bad influence kids to turn into those perfect four uh, straight A students. Great soundtrack. I think the what everyone thinks of is like the flies got you where I want you. Oh, I was thinking about, let's see, am I confusing this with, but the Pink Floyd cover. That's the faculty. That's the faculty. Oh, see, I, I do get these two films confused. They Well, they came out at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. Number 10, Disturbing Behavior, Dr. Caldecott. You are forgetting one one awesome part about Disturbing Behavior, besides Nick Stahl, Ethan Embry as uh, James Marsden's older brother who, oh, that's who right. uh, killed himself. We have Catherine Isabel. Like, come oh, on, Scream right. Queen, and William fucking Sadler, bro, as the pretending to be a dumb janitor, but in his back pocket, he's got Kurt Vonnegut, because he's an intellectual. William Sadler. Or maybe he's just a nice Nine Kills fan, to a callback from a couple episodes ago. I agree. That, that could be that, too. Yes. Let's go with that. I love William Sadler's awesome in everything he does. Yes. Okay, so my number 10... This one, we're going to get a little goofy, but that's okay. We're just starting to dip our toes into the water of mad scientry. I'm going... Scientry? Uh, yeah, it's a word. If, if I didn't just make it up, I swear it's a thing. Dr. Cushing Catheter. What? What? Why are you laughing at the man's name? That That's... Whoa. We're off to a bad start, Jeremy. So he works for the Splice of Life Incorporated. Incorporation? Splice of Life. He works for Splice of Life. His lab coat has... Dr. Catheter on it, and it says Splice of Life. He works at the 51st floor in Clamp Center, New York, New York. We can't let them get away. All they have to do is eat three or four children, and they'd be the most appalling publicity. Gremlins 2, the new batch from 1990. Joe Dante came back to direct this one. And he only agreed to direct this if he could go in a completely different direction, and that he did. So different that I believe the new Gremlin series, which I've heard a lot of rumors about, they might ignore this canon. I think it's this year, right? Honestly, I don't know. I keep looking it up, and it seems like it keeps getting pushed back, but who knows? So based on characters by Chris Columbus, written by Charles S. Haas, we have Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, John Glover, Dick motherfucking Miller, Robert Prosky, Robert Picardo, Christopher Lee, bro. As Dr. Cushing Catheter, we have Belinda Belaski, almost reprising her role from the, the first Gremlins, but that's funny. I like it. Paul Bartell, John Aston, Dean Norris, bro. Tuco, Raymond Cruz, you know, Tuco. This was a, yeah. a really funny movie with a cross-eyed puppet named Igor. So basically, this is Gremlins if 
you're on acid, I guess. I don't I don't know. It's like it's so I honestly wacky. don't remember much about Gremlins 2. So you have the whole I had like a book. Remember remember when we used to have book fairs? Yes. Oh, you had the yeah, Gremlins so... 2 book, yes. I did, yes. I had and the it Gremlins had the, 2 all book. The pictures. Yeah. So basically Gizmo finds himself in this laboratory or laboratory. See, that's a big thing now. I'd like to point out it's it, the difference between calling it a laboratory or laboratory. That will factor to a lot of these movies. But so he he's in the lab, and of course it's in the building that Billy works in. Billy finds Gizmo, and you know they save the day together. And it's it's really sweet. But the best part about it is this lab is working with. It's called Splice of Life. They're working with like gene splicing and all these different chemicals. And I love how they label the chemicals. It's like with the symbols so you know what the gremlin's going to turn into after he drinks it. It's like one has a spider on it. One has a lightning bolt. One has like vegetables. <laughs> like that was the weirdest one. It's got like <laughs> romaine ears and like tomato lips. And it's, it's, it's pretty goofy. The spider one was by far one of the scariest gremlins. But one had a brain and he turned into the smartest zombie ever. And he's what, like, wasn't he? Oh, I'm yeah, very he... intellectual. I'm brain gremlin. Blah blah blah. Was wasn't he the one that was basically on the cover? Because um, wasn't it? It was like an office desk or something like that. And he they... probably he'd be the guy smoking a cigar. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so there's a lot of fun ways that that the gremlins basically they upped the ante or they upped the dante, if you will. Like <laughs> <Look at> Dante. <laughs> <laughs> very sophisticated. But wicked fun movie. Nice. Uh, obviously not close as awesome as, as the first one, but this one was, it was so fun when it came out. I loved it. Hulk Hogan just like randomly in the movie like, the Kremlin's out of the booth. I'm going to get you, brother. You know? Just like so weird. Rips his shirt and it's just like, oh, oh Gremlins are chilling out now. Well, you don't want Hulkamania to run wild on the Gremlins. No. They might get a boot to the face and then a leg drop. Sure. So you're... Prayers, eat your vitamins, kind of thing. I don't know. Okay, let's move us along. Did you, you okay. just did like the right. wet? Do you know what that looked like? That looked like a whack dab. I mean, that's what the kids do yeah. now. They go. Boo, oh, dab I believe that's ass. called. I believe that's called dabbing. Yes, said, they call that dabbing. Yes, I I know. I literally just said that. Just, just fine. Whatever. Okay. Jeremy's old, folks. All right, my number nine. I went with Doctor Moreau. Ooh. Would... Burt Lancaster, Dr. Moreau. Okay, good. <laughs> yes, I did not do the Val Kilmer 1996 movie. Not to go on all fours, that is the law. Are we not men? Not to suck up drink, that is the law. Are we not men? Not to eat fish or flesh. Not to claw the bark of trees. Not to chase other men, that is the law. Dr. Moreau. So apparently he began his experiments... As a, uh, he was a respected surgeon living in London, purely out of curiosity, he decided that he was going to uh, experiment using vivisection as a means of restructuring animals into humans. Uh, he chose the human form simply just because he thought it would make an interesting challenge. And he and his assistant, his dower assistant, as they say, uh, Montgomery, end up on this a band, deserted island in the South Pacific. They continue their experiments, and we have a shipwrecked Andrew Braddock who who washes ashore onto this island and discovers that... Um, was he a maid or a janitor? Why was he washing the shore? 
<laughs> he was watching this that show. the worst pun ever. That was terrible. Yeah, so basically he, he lands there and stumbles on Planet of the Apes, just about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. They they were just like a bunch of hairy guys. It, it, it was. And it was, it was a good movie. It was, it was, it was fun. I love the uprising. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's funny how, like, I mean, I think South Park makes fun of the, uh, like, the Marlon Brando version of it. Yeah, which, where... which I think that movie would have been more successful if the director didn't get fired and run off into the jungle like a crazy person. Yeah, so now we have South Park with a monkey with four asses. So, really good movie. That, that was really the only comparison that I could come up with. I mean, it really just seemed like Planet of the Apes. Like, I expect there to be, like, other sorts of, like, species of animals and shit. Like a dolphin guy? Like, yeah, kind of, sort of. Like, you know what? If you're going to vivisect animals, you need to make a fucking mermaid. Yes. Like, that would be the first one I do. Right. Right in the cloaca. <laughs> yeah, the cloaca. Um, do mermaids have those? Is, is that how it works? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, Burt Lancaster, obviously legend in Hollywood. Fantastic role. Cool. All right, number nine. Welcome to the Garden of Eden. We play God here. My number nine mad scientist is Dr. Gordon Hauser of 1982's Forbidden World. Now, I have mentioned this movie before because it's awesome. Uh, directed by Alan Holzman, uh, written by Time Kernan, Jim Wynorski, and R.J. Robertson. Wynorski, you know, from Chopping Mall. So in the distant future, at a genetic research station located on the remote desert planet of Zarbia, a research team has created an experimental life form they have designated Subject 20. This life form was built out of the synthetic DNA strain Proto-B, and was intended to stave off a galaxy-wide food crisis. However, Subject 20 mutates rapidly and uncontrollably and kills all of the laboratory subject animals before cocooning itself within an examination booth. And as we can tell, because it's on my list, it's not going to like come out of that cocoon in, like, as a beautiful butterfly. It comes out in this mayhap a little goofy kind of creature... But it kills, and it kills everybody, including Michael Bowen, a young, young Michael Bowen, like Night of the Comet young. Wicked fun movie, maybe kind of sexy, because it seems like these people have been on this desert planet for a long time, and they haven't seen a man until one showed up to save the day. Haven't seen a man? I mean, they've seen man, but they're the same man. You know what they say? What's better than a dick, Jeremy? New dick. It's a it's a pussy joke that I, I repurposed. Gotcha. Yeah, that was that was very <clears throat> clever of me. It was. I, I will give you that. Thank you. Oh, good. You like my lab coat, by the way? I do. It's fantastic. And if you I... catch our YouTube channel and maybe a little bit of TikTok, you will get to see this lab coat in its full bloody glory. Full bloody gory. Uh, glory. Not gory. Glory. Glory. It, it did get gory a little bit. Oh, sweet. All right, my number eight. This one's a little bit different Different take. I went with Dr. Victor von Frankenstein. However, I went with the uh, 2015 version Victor Frankenstein. Okay. Uh, James McAvoy. Very, very good. I was, we were kind of skeptical on the movie, but it's actually excellent. Very good. Uh, in London, 
An ambitious medical student, uh, Victor Frankenstein, attends a circus performance where he helps save an injured aerialist, Lorelei, by the aid of a nameless hunchback enslaved by the circus ringleader who harbors feelings for the girl. Uh, impressed by the hunchback's vast knowledge of human anatomy, he rescues him and drains the cyst on his back, which was causing the physical abnormality, gives him a harness to improve so his So basically, posture. Dr. Pimple Poppered him. He did. He did. 100% got Dr. Pimple Poppered. Then he names him Igor Straussman. Straussman. I know you already have a name, but you're now Igor, because it's a beautiful name. I'm telling you to catch on. Uh, the next hundred baby names for next year, it shall be Eagle, probably top thousand. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, he named him after his roommate, who is not home that much. Uh, the two become partners in his ongoing experiences, experiments to create life through artificial means, incurring the wrath of devoutly religious police inspector Roderick Turpin, who views their experiments as sinful. Naughty, naughty. It's really, really good. I, I suggest anyone to take a look at it. Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Igor, has been doing some shit that... You mean Weird Al? Yes. Wow. Okay, so I, I definitely have to check this out. How did this slip under my radar? I mean, it's seven years old. Ah, it's way too old for me. But I'm telling you, if you told me like at the end of like when the Harry Potter movies were made, and you said like Harry Potter is going to do some cool-ass movies, I probably would have laughed. But he's done some funny-ass shit. Yeah, he, and some really good stuff. He has done uh, Guns Akimbo or whatever that is. Guns Akimbo. Oh, my God. I love Samara. that movie. Yeah. That's Guns Akimbo. He's, he's on the TV show uh, Miracle Workers, which is <laughs> fucking hilarious. Nice. But yeah. Victor Frankenstein. Nice. Dun, 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 dun. Weird science. Ah, ooh, ooh. Two friends hanging out at a slumber party. It's not really a slumber party. Guys don't have slumber parties. They just have hangouts. You know what I mean? Two cool dudes hanging out making babes. Weird science. Just kidding. Eh, that's not on my not, not on my list. But those guys aren't mad scientists. They're horny scientists. They are. So uh, that's a different list. My number eight from 2014. Uh, this guy's not a doctor. He's not a scientist. He's more of an engineer. Mr. Bezzarides. But he's still mad. Time Lapse. Directed by Bradley King. Written by Bradley King and B.P. Cooper. We have John Rice Davy as Mr. Bezzarides. He doesn't really, actually, I think all of his scenes actually get cut out. You see like a picture of him, but he's he's Professor Arturo from Sliders. Oh, okay. So Finn, an aspiring artist, manages an apartment complex where he lives with his girlfriend, Callie, played by Daniel Panabaker, and their third wheel, Jasper. After a tenant, Mr. B., Hasn't paid rent for the second month. Callie goes to check on him because they're, they're worried that, you know, he died, basically. He's gone, but he has constructed a giant Polaroid camera, basically, in, in layman's terms. It automatically goes off every day. What makes things weirder is it's pointed into their... Okay, so this is also weird. A weirder. Their open living room window. Like, they don't have blinds or shades or anything. So basically, it takes a picture of their living room every day at the same time. So there's a wall of photos, and they're like, what the fuck is this? This is like us for like a long time. He's been spying on us. This is creepy. And then a new one spits out. And as it develops, the three realize it shows a glimpse into the future. 
so the picture is from the next day. And they're like, interesting. Now we can see into the future, but only the future of their living room. <laughs> the premise sounds cheesy when I say it. When it came out of my mouth, I'm like, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's a, it's a really good movie. And it basically, you know, shows you the dynamics of a couple living with a, a friend and how messing with time can be messy. But I, yeah, definitely uh, recommend it. Obviously, it's on my list. That, that's why we're here. <laughs> All right. Number seven. I just want to, I'm going to start off by reading a poem. Oh, God. Yes. Okay, it's it's a it's a great poem. I hope you didn't write it. Somebody wrote it. Okay, but it wasn't you. Maybe, maybe <laughs> like an actual poet wrote it. Hey, Jeremy. Eh. You might be a poet, just didn't know it. Ah. Ew. All right. We're gonna call this <clears throat> "Warning: Contents Under Pressure" by Jeffrey Franken. My heart is packed, so full of love for you, that I dreamed I exploded. Like aerosol cans sometimes do. <laughs> I bloom with such force that my bones became shrapnel and leveled the town, even the small chapel. My teeth flew like bullets. I didn't know what was happening. They killed everyone in sight <laughs> except the chaplain. And then, thanks to him, we were happily wed, even though at the time, I think we were both dead. The end. Tear to my eye. Beautiful, beautiful. Frankenhooker. This is just so fucking fun. <laughs> like, it's absurdity unto absurdity. I, I was trying to figure out how high I could get this on my list without being, like, stupid about it, I guess. Yeah. I guess this is pretty fucking high. So you have Jeffrey Franken. He's he's a medical student dropout. He loses his fiance to this hilarious... Remote-controlled lawnmower. <laughs> She's and it's his fiance who's like controlling the lawnmower, and she's I, standing in front of him. Maybe you shouldn't know. stand there. <laughs> so she dies after being run over by said remote-controlled lawnmower and being berated by her mother for being fat. Yes. Now she's not fat. She was a, no. a I believe, a Playboy centerfold. Yes, she was. I believe that was um, Elizabeth. So they basically like put her in a frumpy outfit with. Maybe some padding, but like not even oh, that much. It was, that, that outfit was terrible. Yeah, it was. It was mostly the outfit. Her mother shouldn't have berated on her weight. She just said, "Hey, why don't you put something form fitting or, or uh, put on something better?" You know, it's summertime, right? Yeah, yeah. So she dies. He's only able to save her head. He's got like this like cooler thing in his room that, with the head like floating around it. Actually, I believe she had he had like other body parts too. I thought. Yeah. So he, but, he the best part he had the brain with the eyeball. Yes. And he was trying to to stimulate it by touching different different parts of the brain. And he's like, "Oh, I think it looked at me." Uh, that's from the brain that wouldn't die. Classic, yes. classic mad scientist movie. Uh, it's I believe it's free on YouTube if you want to you want to just check it out. Uh, it's on Tubi also. Yes, and it's also in our intro. Yeah, so essentially he goes out to the ladies of the night to find Sex her workers, the perfect hookers. Yes. Prostitutes. Yes. Bitty bitty bang bang. To get her the perfect body. Oh, this is the it, best part. <laughs> it's great. So, so he makes a deal with uh, God, what was the guy's name? Oh, the pimp. Um, 
Yeah, he sets up a deal where he's got like six or seven of them, and then he's going to play Doctor. And so basically the whole thing is him just like measuring thighs and areolas and shit like that. Zorro. Yeah, and he like had a marker, and he was like checking checking (laughs) off. He's like, oh, that's a great AF. Check. (laughs) Yeah, and then so like the time's up. They're like, give me the money. And so he hands them, he throws like the bag at them, which has super crack in it. Which they all proceed to like smoke, and he's telling them not to, and then they all explode. Yes, apparently super crack is just as bad. Well, not just as bad as crack. Crack is horrible, but instead of like slowly dying, you explode. This is, I mean, as goofy as goofy could be. But and it's just fun, goofy. Oh my god, it's so much fun. And Jeffrey, the guy who plays Jeffrey Franken, he uh, thick like Jersey accent. Like it, it's over the top. It, it's just fucking great. Yeah, this was actually recently on the last drive-in. Uh, Jersey and, dressed up as. Uh, yes, as uh, yeah. I mean Frankenhooker. Yes, but James Lorenz was on it. Uh, Frank Henenlotter, and they talked about the movie. It was uh, it was really fun. It, this is a good fun movie. It is. Yeah, I really enjoyed Frankenhooker. All right, my number seven. Not sure if this guy's a doctor or just a mad genius type of scientist. My number seven, Adrian Griffin. 2020's The Invisible Man. Written and directed by Lee Winnell. Obviously based on the H.G. Wells novel. This was a super fun, kind of twisted, more technology-based uh, version of The Invisible Man. Because, you know, originally the, the whole big plot hole was... How can you see if you're invisible? The light, oh, it's not refracting. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, dude, it's a fucking movie. Do you have to, like, analyze every single thing? Like, you know what? They do. People can't fly, but you enjoy Superman, don't you? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have wings. He just kind of goes, up, up, and away. So anyway, Elizabeth Moss, like, amazing in everything she does. Oliver Jackson Cohen, you know, Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor. Harriet yep. Dyer. So we have Elizabeth Moss playing Cecilia. And right away, Cecilia is escaping her life that's controlled by a gaslighting, abusive boyfriend. Unfortunately for her, he's a rich asshole scientist who has engineered a mechanically or a mechanical invisibility cloak. So there's all these tiny cameras. It's so cool because it was designed to sound like a bug in like the chittering. So like all the lenses are like flipping up. And, like, taking what they see. and It's basically super chameleon. And some of the kills in this movie, especially the restaurant scene. I'm sure everyone knows about the restaurant scene. But in case you haven't, forget I said anything. Because, wow. Just wow. And her fight. It's always funny seeing someone fighting an invisible person. Because, essentially, you can imagine the actor is just, like, rolling around. You know what I mean? But it, it's fun, and the way they do it really makes it seem like she's getting fucked up. Oh, my God. That, I can only imagine having to act that. Yeah. I, and how, like, ridiculous it must, like, feel. Like, okay, now throw yourself against the wall. I, I imagine right. it's, like, on, on the same par as, like, you're in, like, one of these big, giant Marvel movies. And, and like, just yeah. green screen, like, green screens all around. And they're like, okay, here is a uh, tennis ball. Now, that tennis ball is super scary. It's like the giantest, scariest monster you've ever seen. 
and and like the tennis ball, like some asshole like put googly eyes on it, and it's like now action, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, Lee, I, Lee Winnell actually is doing a new Wolfman, and I'm very excited for that. I'm very yes. excited for this like resurgence of the original Universal monsters because if done well, that's that's a universe I want to explore. Yes, I agree. I'm excited for Wolfman. Right. I think you know what? That's a tangent. Us, there are not enough Wolf Woman movies. Are there any? Yeah, duh. We talked so my about Cat- Catherine Isabel. We literally were talking about her earlier. Okay. You're right. You're right. She's a werewoman. Werewolf woman. Anywho, sorry. Anywho. So my number six, grab your beverage. Uh-oh, here we go. I also went with Adrian Griffin. Nice. Ooh. Invisible Man 2020. But no, I really I really liked the the modern take on it. I guess... I guess Johnny Depp was actually planned to play him. Really? And then they ended up changing to Oliver Jackson Cohen. But, I mean, you you just went over literally just now everything. So I'm not going to do that. Okay. But awesome movie, awesome effects, good story. And I loved how they just threw you into the movie with shit already popping off. Yeah, like, like right out of the gate. It's not like they gave you the whole... I slept with the murderer backstory. Was that the name of that movie? Sleeping with the Enemy? Sleeping with the Thank you. I slept with a murderer. That's something different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my number six. We're going to 1996. Myron Stackpool. Mm. So written, directed by Charles Band with Neil Marshall Stevens. We have Head of the Family featuring... Jacqueline Lovell, Blake Adams. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Loretta and Lance are in love, but they have to keep it a secret because she's married to the local tough guy. That is, until Lance discovers that the local weirdos, the Stackpools, have a dark secret. So, the titular head of Head of the Family is Myron. He's basically a giant head on a tiny body. But the giant head contains a giant brain, and he uses his superior intellect to manipulate and physically control his three siblings. So I think they're quadruplets. Uh, Not identical. No, 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 no. Uh, Each quad has their own special ability. One has super strength. you got the big, like, "Eh, super strong, dumb guy. One has bug eyes. I, I guess it's... A special ability to see very well, and he needs big glasses. Uh, and you can, yeah, he sees real well. I get that's cool. Uh, and the other is super sexy. Uh, she uses that to lure in possible specimens so Myron can experiment and try to get a suitable body. So basically, he's looking to put his giant head on a regular sized body. That's his main goal for all his his experiments. What's the point of murdering your husband if you can't fuck in a bed? There are some great quotes in this movie. This movie is like, it's super fun. It's obviously a, you know, a horror comedy, but the finale. I'm not going to go into it, but I'm going to say it's disgusting, disturbing, and 
it made me feel weird because it was still sexy. <laughs> uh, yeah, great movie. Nice. I believe that rounds up our top, our bottom five. Oh, that's right. That was that was it. That was six. That went quick. Did. Nice. Well, yeah. So on YouTube, you we are going to show some of the experiments that we uh, concocted for this episode. I don't know why I'm sounding like Dracula for a mad scientist. Maybe Dracula himself, Doctor Dracula. Yeah, that was dumb. Uh, catch us. Dr. Alucard, maybe? Dr. Alucard. Dr. Alucard is very clever. It's my name backwards. Maybe I'm Erd Alucard. <laughs> Follow us at Fans of the Dead One. That's the number one on Twitter. Fans of the Dead Podcast at gmail.com. If you can come up with a better tangent than us, I dare you. Uh, maybe give us another movie. Because we don't want to do my bloody Valentine for Valentine's Day. That's two on the nose. Or maybe we exactly. like doing that. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, check us out. Uh, we are on Instagram. Follow us there. Fans of the Dead Podcast. Follow us on TikTok now. Fans of the Dead Pod. We have a website, fansofthedead.com. Uh, I, we are also part of the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. The PFPN. Check us out there. The PFPN. Uh, alongside Attack of the Killer podcast. We're looking to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Yes. Uh, Fansofthedead.com, get yourself a t-shirt. Check all of our episodes, all of our YouTube videos. They're all there in one amazing place. And uh, Very convenient. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah, cool. Okay, so... Check us out next week for our top five. It's going to get messy. Awesome. Awesome. I was going to say crazy, but I mean, it's obviously mad scientists. We know it's getting crazy. Anywho. It's true. Have fun. Be safe. Peace. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. The drugs I took seemed to light up my brain. Suddenly I realized the power I held, the power to rule, to make the world grovel at my feet.